0: A friend of mine shared with me that he went to Los Angeles, he's from New York. A very well-known person went from New York to LA to City of Hope Hospital because he needed a bone marrow transplant. And he had to remain near City of Hope Hospital in LA for hundred days in case they needed him to come back in. So my friend from New York went with another cross country they flew to visit and do Biker Chaylem, see how he was. In the middle of their visit, the one who underwent the bone marrow transplant turned to the two and said, You know, there's a Yid from Jerusalem who's having a bone marrow transplant. Let's go to City of Hope Hospital and give him words of encouragement. Make him feel good and be positive. The three got into the car they drove there. Unfortunately, much to their chagrin, they were too late. The procedure already took place half an hour earlier. So the three of them were dejected, they just wanted to give chizuk, words of encouragement, and they turned to leave. Then they hear somebody calling, uh, Orthodox Jews, one second. They turn around and they see the head nurse, it's a male nurse, he's been there for decades, and he says, Hey, you three, I see you're religious Jews, can you do me a favor? I've been the head nurse here for about 40 years. This procedure has happened thousands of times. I always let the patient know beforehand what they can anticipate. They won't have any strength for about 48 to 72 hours. They'll literally lie there. They'll think they're dead, listless, lifeless, no strength. But don't worry, they'll be okay. I couldn't tell it to the man because he only speaks Hebrew. I only speak English. So because of the language barrier, I couldn't convey that message. His wife is there. Do you three mind in your language Hebrew telling the wife, Not to worry when she sees he looks dead, listless and lifeless. It's okay, don't worry. The three of them are staring past the nurse through a glass wall, and they're white like a ghost. He turns to see what they're looking at. And there was the Jew from Jerusalem who half an hour prior had the procedure he got out of his bed, albeit slowly. He grabbed onto the IV pole. He walked methodically to his cabinet where his clothing was. He put on his Bieber hat, what he wore in Jer- Jerusalem. He walked over to the sink. He came back. He washed Natila Siedayim. He washed his hands three times and then got back into bed. And the male nurse started to shriek It's not possible! It's not possible! It's just not possible! He was going to pass out. What my friend turned to the male nurse and said, "Mister, there are two possible explanations for what just happened. Number one, it's a medical miracle we witnessed—a one in ten million. Or possibility number two, this was the first time because of a language barrier, you couldn't convey to the patient what they wouldn't be able to do. Maybe because you didn't tell the patient what they couldn't do, they were." to do it because if you don't tell somebody what you can't do and it's impossible and it's insurmountable, don't be able to do it, he broke down crying, he never meant to be malicious, he meant to tell them that they'd be okay, but he admitted I'll never do it again because of the language barrier was the first time that he couldn't convey, but if you always tell the patient you won't, you can't, you won't, you can't, it's impossible, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. But if you don't tell somebody their limitations, if you don't tell them what they can't and won't be able to do, they can do it. They'll surprise you. Like Project Inspire attempts to change the face of tens of thousands. It seems impossible, it seems insurmountable. Don't let anybody tell us the 1100 strong or perhaps more tonight who attended this convention that we can't and we won't, and it's impossible and it's Because if nobody tells us that message, then maybe just maybe we'll leave here and we will be able to.